Welcome to the True Story podcast hosted by Calliope Jennings. We thank you for your support in listening to how people in Australia overcome onerous obstacles regarding their lives. As always, the show notes are attached to this episode on all listening services. Today's episode is Unflagging Physician. Immigration is a widely used practice where people build their lives in a foreign country. This may include searching for a job, building a family, owning a home, and exploring the new country for its hidden gems. Today I am joined with Dr. Nargis Akhtar for her experience in becoming a female immigrant doctor. The process of Nargis having her credentials recognized, along with the fact that she was a woman, both presented considerable difficulty. Nargis, please introduce yourself and tell us your story. What is your name and age? My name is Nargis Akhtar and I'm 34 years old. When did you arrive in Australia? I arrived in Australia around mid-2018, around May-June. How did you become a doctor in Bangladesh? Bangladesh runs an MBBS program that runs four phases and exams throughout five years. After that, there is a compulsory logbook-based internship year in our own opt-in state. Was it hard moving to a foreign country for the first time? Yes, definitely. Months before moving, I've had to look at my options for pursuing a career in medicine for Australia. My spouse and I were looking at housing arrangements and finalising my immigration documentation for successfully getting into Victoria. What was going to be hard to leave behind? Before the moving process, my whole life was spent with my parents in a small town in Chattogram. This one was called Shatkania. I was going to leave behind my family, all my childhood friends, and my family's irreplaceable cuisine. Apart from infrequent Skype calls, it was going to be hard not to be with the people I grew up with. What were you looking forward to in Australia? Well, my main source of excitement was for my career. I was very excited to experience the similarities and differences between the two countries in being a general practitioner. I've noticed that in Bangladesh, there is more of a focus on practical-based skills straight away. This has led me to have more physical autonomy over my actions as a physician. Appropriately communicating with our patients was more inherent through our hospitable culture. Australia, on the other hand, focuses more on theory-based learning for at least two years. This allows a doctor to consolidate their knowledge through exams and simulations before any patient interactions. Well before medical school, the students are expected to learn about moral and ethical standards. What's beneficial for the patient? When there is no best option, which one is overall preferable despite its drawbacks? What can't I interfere with as a doctor? What can I suggest as a friend that looks beyond the patient's diagnosis? What did everyone else think? Frankly, my family was much happier that I was going off to a foreign country with a husband then I was to pursue a career in medicine. Everyone wished me luck for my future and off I went. Already being a doctor in Bangladesh, what was the process of becoming a doctor here? Coming internationally, I had to take three tests, a multiple choice answer examination and a clinical examination. Since I was coming from a country where English wasn't recognized as the official language, I also had to take a standard English test. What were the hardest and easiest parts of the process? The easiest part for me was the English test. I passed the first time I tried it. 
The hardest part, however, was preparing for the clinical examination, which I had to take twice. Being a doctor is the same in learning the theory, but practicing is drastically different. There are so many rules and unspoken regulations that needed to be spoken about simply because I hadn't grown up in Australia. It was difficult to readjust myself to a whole new way of things. An example was how some medications approved in Bangladesh were unheard of in Australia and vice versa. How did you manage this process with a spouse and child underway? Thankfully for me, my husband was working in telecommunications at that time, so we were financially stable enough to live comfortably with a child. During this time, I had to juggle priorities between taking care of my child and studying strenuously for the exams. How did your language barrier affect your experiences in Victoria? It's not that I didn't know how to speak. I think I could speak English very well. It was how everyone else only perceived me as an immigrant with an accent. I would indirectly be looked down upon and communicated with oversimplification when I could understand way more. Did you ever feel like you couldn't complete the exams? There were days where the whole world seemed against me. The baby was screaming. My husband had hours left at work. I had no friends that I could talk to or ask favours from. I was unable to use my years of training. I had worked so hard for what, another test? Sometimes it felt like I had made no progress since passing my HSC exams. What have you had to learn the hard way living in Victoria? An important lesson I learned was working and earning for myself. In Bangladesh, I had gone through the stress of study and exams, but everything else was pretty much there for me. My family had provided me with shelter, food and house staff for my whole life. Yes, things like a driver or a maid are very easy to hire in Bangladesh, even with mid-range salaries. I'm so grateful for all of my parents' support, but I feel like if they taught me how to fend for myself from an early age, I would not have been under as much stress when arriving in Victoria. How did it feel when you got your registration to work? The moment I opened the email from AMC and saw that my registration application had been accepted, I was ecstatic. All my hard work had paid off. I was now able to be a doctor, both in Bangladesh and Australia. That night, my toddler, my spouse and I all went out for dinner to celebrate. What does your typical workday look like now? I get to work around 9am and end work around 5pm, depending on how much admin paperwork there is. What I love about my job is the range of patients I see within those eight hours. I have the privilege of tending to young developing children all the way to elderly patients with a magnitude of life experiences. How does your ideal day take place between work and home? In a work day, I drop off my daughter to the childcare in the morning and my husband picks her up after he finishes work for the day. I don't like bringing work-related tasks home as that dampens the quality of being at home. On the weekend, the family does everything together, from doing the laundry, buying groceries, cooking our dishes for the next week, and on occasion going out to explore more of Victoria. Are there challenges you still face? I just wish my parents were here to see how far I've come, especially my mother. Sure, I tell them what happens over the Skype calls, but their constant efforts into making me who I am could never be repaid or thanked enough for. 
My mum didn't come from a background involving education. She was married off and expected to magically raise her children. She might have not finished primary school, but she understands how valuable it is to have the opportunity to read and write. It is because of her that I value and undergo a career of lifelong learning. Who helps you with your goals and achievements? Well, obviously my parents did since I was born, but in terms of today, my spouse respects and leaves a lot of space for me to pursue my career. My daughter keeps me excited about medicine and how I created a form of life from scratch. As a female immigrant doctor, do you think you are treated well in the workplace? Compared to Bangladesh, I think I'm treated much better here in terms of being a female doctor. I don't have to compete 10 times as much just for the same opportunities male students achieve with minimal effort. In terms of being an immigrant doctor, medicine is universal. A breakthrough or a practice that happens in one country is shared globally for everyone to gain access to. In the workplace, I am just as much of a doctor as everyone else, regardless of what my high school grades were and where I completed my training. Where do you see your career taking you in the future? If I wanted, I could be a general practitioner for the rest of my life. I love the patients, I love my colleagues, and I love the lifestyle. However, I could also use my encounters as a physician in Australia to good use in Shatkania. Shatkania, among many poverty-stricken towns in Bangladesh, have very poor access to healthcare and people do whatever it takes to avoid getting checked up by a doctor. This leads to disastrous effects on people's health that often could have been prevented with easily changeable lifestyle choices. These communities must have a place to turn to when they're not feeling well. Thank you so much Nargis for joining us. Your story on becoming a doctor in Bangladesh transitioning into Australia, managing your work-life balance with a child, and discussing possible future plans for giving back to your hometown has inspired us all to keep on persevering through impossible times. We hope to see you keep on thriving and look forward on reading about your future works.